0: It is your ultimate season preview for the 2022 Minnesota Twins on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. and welcome to the lockdown minnesota twins podcast today is sunday april 3rd and i'm your gracious host nash walker you're probably wondering where are you i am in a hotel room in las vegas if you're watching on youtube be back on monday afternoon slash night you lose those two hours on the flight home back to missouri And I'll be finishing out my senior year at the University of Missouri this May. Can't wait. And can't wait for the Twins this year. We're going to talk 2022 Twins, the season preview. Again, I'm Nash Walker. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. Been hosting this podcast for over two years. One day I hope to become the play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Twins. I'll sound better than I just did. One day. That's what I'm working toward. Uh, But right now we're talking Twins. And I'm so happy to be with you. A season preview. Man, I got the chills saying that. All offseason, we've been talking about the Twins. I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. So, we're going to get into who the Twins added, subtracted, who they're looking at for competition. Are they going to compete? A whole season preview, strengths, weaknesses, all of that. We're going to shove into 20 minutes, and we're going to do a great job of it, because we always do, and you always come through. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening today. And I'm just so excited. And whether opening day is Thursday or Friday, there's rumblings. The Twins may move this game to Friday because of weather. I, I cannot wait. And baseball is back. And I'm going to be with you five days a week. Lockdown Twins, breaking down these games. The Twins are going to be fascinating. I'm not the only one to say it. I mean, Alec Lewis a beat writer at the at the athletic for the Royals yesterday tweeted that the twins will be fascinating this season and there are many reasons for that I want to get into it into our season preview we've talked a lot this offseason about what the twins needed to do where they needed to improve where the holes were what the goals were and I'm very excited to kind of put a bow on this and Shaman I was traded to the Padres today and I don't think the the A's are training Frankie Montas and unless something Miraculous happens. I don't see the twins swinging a trade before opening day. So we're going to assume that they don't, because again, I think that would be, uh, that's rather unlikely in this case, their additions, this off season. So if you're just tuning in now and you're like, who are all these new faces on the twins, their biggest addition without a doubt is Carlos Correa. They had a clear hole at shortstop. They fill it with one of the best shortstops in the game. The twins now project to have the best shortstop position Per fan this year when before it was an empty hole or Jorge Polanco uh, were defensively. We know he's just not the same. And I think offensively benefits from playing second base as well. So Correa is their biggest get shocker, still shocking. And that's a great start, right? If you just say right off the bat, they got Carlos Correa. They added Carlos Correa this offseason. You say, wow. I mean, that's incredible. They traded for Sonny Gray. They traded for Gary Sanchez and Gio Rochella from the Yankees. They signed Joe Smith, a long-time sidearming right-handed reliever, sinker slider, going to get outs in the 6th, 7th inning for the Twins, may pitch a little later in games, a uh, former Astro. They signed Dylan Bundy, who's coming off a 6-plus ERA, was very good in 2020, and they signed Chris Archer, who is also coming off uh, an injury-plagued season for Tampa Bay and just kind of an injury-plagued couple of years in effectiveness and um, you know, kind of a, a prove it deal for Chris Archer and for Bundy Correa, Gray Sanchez, Urshela Smith, Bundy Archer are in for the major league roster. That cost them some good players. Mitch Garver is a subtraction, was subtracted in the Isaiah, Isaiah Connor Falefa deal, the Ronnie Henriquez deal as well, who's a lower level minor, le- minor league pitcher. Twins thought Isaiah Connor Falefa was going to be their shortstop on opening day. The Yankees come calling. Come calling for Isaiah Connor falefa and Josh Donaldson. So the Twins package those two with Ben Rortfit, send them to New York. I think it was the next day. Maybe later, and get Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. And by doing that, they cleared Josh Donaldson's money completely for not only this year, but next year and in 2024 when he has that buyout. So that freed the payroll space to go out and get Carlos Correa. Very important trade for the Twins. It's not a slam dunk by any means. Urshela and Sanchez have to come through, but those are your big additions and subtractions. And they did so much that I feel like maybe I missed, could have missed someone or someone that's more uh, notable. But in Korea, Gray, Sanchez, Urshela, Smith, Bunny, Archer, out Garver, Donaldson, Chase Petty, who is, you know, the fire-breathing first-round pick from last year, and Ben Rortvet, who probably projects as a backup catcher in the big leagues, but... If you're listening and even if you have been following the twins closely or semi-closely this offseason maybe you'll realize again how different this team is going to look this year and i think that's a good thing i think they took some listerine put it in their mouths they're going to shuffle it and they're going to spit it out from last year and this is a new swig and that doesn't mean it's going to be a good swig of listerine but it's a new swig and this is a new look team it's very very different lineup wise it's very very different in the rotation no rotation members from last year in the opening day rotation are on this on this team. It, Jose Barrios, well, Kentamaed is on the team. I should say in this rotation going into this year. Kentamayed is on the injured list. Michael Pineda's in Detroit. J Hab's gone. Matt Shoemaker's gone. The rotation is completely flipped. And that again doesn't mean it's going to be better, but it's completely different. They have a new shortstop. He's now the best player on the team with Byron Buxton. They have a new catcher in Gary Sanchez. They have a new third baseman in Gio Urshela, and and one of the faces of the team in Josh Donaldson and another in Mitch Garver are both gone. They have new starters. I mentioned Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, Sonny Gray. It's a new-look rotation. It's a new-look team, and they shuffled a lot this offseason. So you're probably wondering, how are they looking? What do I think about how they look? Let's get to that after this word from BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs including live betting, eSports and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. NCAA tournament might be over, but baseball's starting, NHL playoffs going to come, NBA playoffs going to come. You're going to want to get in on the action at betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. It is a great spot. Head over to Bet Online. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Locked on MLB Prospects is great with a new host, Lindsey Crosby. It's a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of young stars, the twins are hoping they have some, and they certainly have two in Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton, and those two would be the main strength of the 2022 Minnesota Twins. They boast one of the best duos in baseball. They boast perhaps the second-best duo in the American League to only Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, which is a generational duo. Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton, that is an unbelievable assembly of talent at shortstop and center field. They have Jorge Polanco at second, who was their best player last year. Overall, in terms of you know production and, and being on the field, but to have Buxton and Correa far and away the biggest strength for the Minnesota Twins, and that parlays into their offense. Their offense, I do not see a scenario this year, and I'll clip this and come back and clip my voice out where the twins are not a top half offense in the in major league baseball. Like even if things went terribly wrong, I still think they're in the top half offensively because they have Miranda coming, even if they need to shuffle guys out. I'm so confident that this offense is going to be good this year that I'm I'm wholeheartedly telling you I do not see a scenario where this offense is not at least above average this year. That's at least above average. I think they have a chance to be one of the best offenses in baseball, certainly one of the best offenses in the American League. And I think their upside is as high as, as any other team because every single player in their lineup has had success at the major league level, every single one. Every player that's in there has had success. Uh, defensively, I think is a it's a strength again. And it was going into last year. It's a strength again this year. It didn't end up showing up last year. Bu- Buxton was hurt. He's the best center fielder in the world. There's no question about that. Josh Donaldson didn't play a whole lot of third base. And when he did, wasn't great. Anderson Simmons was solid at short. And the metrics certainly liked him, but made some key errors in, in spots for the Twins where they just couldn't afford it. And, you know, Kepler Kepp- had some injuries. Blanco was solid at. Great defense this year. Gio Urshela has been awesome base in the past. Carlos Correa is the best defensive shortstop in baseball. Jorge Blanco I mentioned solid at second. First base is going to be a mix of Sano and Kirilov. I think can be league average defensively. Max Kepler and Wright we know is a top three right fielder in the game since 2019 defensively. Byron Buxton is Byron Buxton. And left field might be a little bit weaker, but that's you know on the defensive spectrum not super important. Uh, Catcher. You know, I catch her so important. Ryan Jeffers is an excellent pitch framer. Got ran out a little bit last year. You know, guys like to run on on Ryan Jeffers last year. But I think defensively, behind the dish with Jeffers, Jose Godoy, they're working with Gary Sanchez, could be an average unit or a slightly above average unit in 2022. This is carried by Correa, Buxton, Kepler. I think the three best defenders on the team. Polanco solid. Urshela can be really, really great at third base as well. Uh, so that's that's where we're looking for the defense. I think it's a strength. Starting pitching depth in the minors, I think, is a strength for this team. It could be also a weakness. And and you know, you look at the starting pitching depth. You look at Josh Winder. You look at you know Matt Cantorino, Hopefully soon, Jordan Balazovic, wander on. sounds like he's going to start in the bullpen. They have some depth in the minors if they need to filter guys out or if they need to withstand an injured list stint from Sonny gray or from joe ryan i think they have the ability to do that uh but again that could be a weakness because they've never pitched in the bigs you know josh weiner jordan balzavik they've never pitched in the majors and simeon woods Richardson is going to be a double a you're gonna have a lot of guys cole sands i think is slept on they uh they could have some depth here but again that could be a weakness and the starting rotation is certainly a weakness i haven't glossed over that at all i, I haven't at all this offseason given them a pass i don't think if you think i have that's fine and if you think i'm not hard enough on them for for not adding to the rotation that's fine i feel like i have been and certainly have been a lot more than i was in the past they they failed to to add a second frontline starter i see sonny gray as a solid number two which is a frontline starter one or two is a frontline starter you're starting in game one or game two of a playoff series they didn't add a second one could joe ryan emerge as that possible could Josh Weiner emerge as that as soon as the second half of this year or even the first half? It's possible. I'm high on these guys. I know the Twins are too, but right now they just don't have it. They don't have the upside. They don't have the depth in the starting rotation. That doesn't mean it's going to be horrible. It could, but I don't, I don't think that it's going to be horrible, but they're leaving themselves up for potential disaster. Uh, there's also the possibility that it It's fine that their starting pitching is fine. Their offense is great, and it carries them to a winning season. Uh, Right-handed shutdown reliever they're missing. They're missing a right-handed, high-leverage, shutdown, high-velocity, high-octane reliever for the back of the bullpen. Enter Yolanda Ron. I think they see him as that guy. Hopefully, he can be that guy for them. Currently, they don't have one who's established on the Major League roster. Let's get into competition within the, the division, how they expanded playoffs impact the twins and what i think is going to happen this year how many games do i think the twins will win this year after this word from built bar this is the time of year i've pretty much given up on all my new year's resolutions it's april april 4th is my birthday i'll be 22 and i'm going to celebrate with a built bar i'm also sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to built bar it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because i actually enjoy eating them have you tried the puffs if you haven't you're missing out on one of built bars best tasting flavors puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon-y churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good, these are going to be your new favorite. All built Bars are also covered in 100% real chocolate, yes, the Puffs as well, 100% real chocolate. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste, but they're all about the health. I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Competition within the division for the Twins. The White Sox are the cream of the crop. Now, in the last 48 to 72 hours, the White Sox have lost their 100 mile an hour throwing left-handed stud reliever. I would consider him, you know, one of their their most dangerous weapons, certainly in the bullpen, in Garrett Crochet. He underwent Tommy John surgery or is going to undergo that. So he's out for the rest of the year. And then yesterday, Lance Lynn limped off the mound with a tear in his knee tendon, a slight tear in his knee tendon. He's looking at at the earliest, you know, eight weeks by the time he's back and and to full strength pitching, you know, like, you know, Lance Lynn is 34. You know, a lot of weight carrying carrying around the mound. So a knee injury is certainly... You know, not a surprise here. It's not a good thing for the White Sox. They're now looking at a rotation of Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, who's not built up as a starter. He was in their bullpen last year. Great stuff, former top prospect. Um, But, you know, not exactly proven as a starter. Dallas Keuchel, Reynaldo Lopez, Vince Velasquez. Dallas Keuchel was terrible last year for the Sox. You know, 5-plus ERA has been bad at times this spring again. It's kind of lost it. Dallas Keuchel's had an amazing career. At this point, he's not he's not a number three even. I don't think the the rotation is now not as scary as it was yesterday. At least for the first eight weeks, when Lance is out, it's going to be a big task for them to fill those shoes, and they likely won't be able to. But even then, this offense with Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert and Andrew Vaughn, they traded for AJ Pollock. They traded Craig Kimbrell for AJ Pollock. You know, you got Yoan Kata at third and Tim Anderson at short. You got Jose Abreu at first, Josh Harrison. I think he's pretty solid at second base. They signed him this offseason. And then you have Yasmani Grandal behind the dish. So the offense is a chance to be incredible this year. If everybody hits and everybody stays healthy, they weren't healthy last year. Uh, but that offense is is really, really scary. Really scary. Pretty right-handed, but scary. I think right-handed is good for the Twins. I think with their right-handed starters, they might be able to fare better against the Sox. I'm glad they don't have a lefty. They will not put a lefty out there against the Sox. So if they put Lewis Thorpe out there, who's like the only lefty or Devin Smeltzer, uh, I will be shocked, surprised, and, and disappointed because they're going to crush left handed pitching this year. Rotation still looks fine. I mean, if Dylan Cease takes the next step forward, they got a solid one, two for the first eight weeks before they get Lynn back. And, you know, the rotation looked great with Lynn. And, and they have two question marks at their four and five spots. So maybe I'm giving them too much credit calling it great. A solid rotation, potentially awesome offense, and a bullpen with Liam Hendricks, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, Aaron Bummer, a really solid top half of the bullpen or back half, I should say Um, maybe lacking depth now without crochet and Kopech was moved out. So they don't have the depth they did in the bullpen, but they're the cream of the crop until proven. Otherwise as the twins were for the last, uh, you know, two years going into 2021 until someone knocks them off. They're the cream of the crop in the division Uh, and the white Sox did. So now they're the cream of the crop. I I think the Sox are interesting without Lynn for the first eight weeks. I think it's going to be tough for them. Honestly, I, I think, you know, they might be able to weather it like they did last year. Uh, you know winning a lot of games when i say tough i don't think they're gonna completely collapse but maybe around 500 without them honestly on paper i haven't looked at their schedule but the american league's gonna be tough and that's when i get into the expanded playoffs you'll hear that the tigers could be better this year tigers hype's probably a little bit off the rails i think riley green hurt Injured the other day, one of their top prospects. Spencer Torkelson made the opening day roster. He's the first-round pick, number one overall pick in 2020, instantly uh, one of their best hitters, certainly, first baseman. So Spencer Torkelson is going to be tough, right-handed hitter, crushing the minors last year. They got better with Javier Baez, Eduardo Rodriguez. Don't like lefties in this, this, this division, but I like Erod a lot um, for them. Michael Pineda, added on the back half, not going to be ready for the start of the season Jamer Candelaria had a great year last year. Jonathan Scope is their old friend. Robbie Grossman is there. Had a really nice season last year. We'll see. A.J. Hinge at the helm. Never count him out. Great manager. We'll see what happens with the Tigers. I think they're going to finish around 80 wins this year, uh, which would be a step forward again for them. And, and then you're going into next year, depending on the additions they make. And, you know, Green's health and how Torkelson breaks in could be dangerous again in 2023. But I don't see them as, as that um, in 2022. The Guardians, I think, are the easiest to predict to me. They're going to hover around 500. They're going to have a great rotation. The offense is lacking, especially in the outfield, but they have a stud in Stephen Kwan coming through, who nobody talks about. Uh, he's crushed through the minors, and and you know Jeff Ellis told us last week he's certain that that Kwan's going to step in and be a contributor for the the Guardians. And if they have Framio Reyes, Jose Ramirez, and Steven Kwan in the middle of that lineup, they could be dangerous. You know, in the middle like Lindor, Ramirez, and, and Reyes were in the second half of 2019. But they just don't have it in the lineup, and a couple injuries in the rotation, like they had last year, and all of a sudden they're out of it in uh, in July. But they're gonna be tough to hit, no question about that. Emmanuel Clase in the back end of the bullpen, you know James James Karinchek after the substance crackdown wasn't as good, still has the stuff though, and and a little scary, certainly as they always are on the pitching front. So expanded playoffs, six teams in the American League. Who do the Twins have to worry about? Look at it this way. The East is loaded. Let's assume three teams from the East are going to make the playoffs. It's going to be Toronto, New York, Tampa Bay, Boston fighting for probably three playoff spots. The fourth team may miss. I could see all making 70-plus games within your division. They're going to eat at each other. You play 19 times against each other way at wins, uh, which means that maybe those win totals are, are lower, which helps the Twins. The West, not so much. Houston's the juggernaut. The Angels could be dangerous. We always say that. Seattle is going to be better, potentially, although last year they were super lucky. Added Robbie Ray, the Twins will see Seattle right out of the gate, so you'll get a a decent view of what that team looks like. I think offensively, not not very scary to me. Uh, Texas got better with Corey Seager and Marcus Semien. Mitch Garver still a couple years away, I think, from being a real threat for a playoff spot, although they can make some noise. Uh, So look at it this way. The Twins are battling with the fourth-best American League East team. I don't know what team that's going to be because I think all four could be you know, division winners this year in in Toronto, New York, Tampa Bay, and Boston. They're battling with Seattle, the Angels, Detroit, and Cleveland for the final spot in that hypothetical. So if you assume the White Sox are going to win the division, which I don't think is an assumption, but if you're looking at the White Sox as a clear favorite, as they are, they win the division. You know, the East has three teams. Houston wins their division. Then the Twins are battling with the fourth-best East team, Seattle, the Angels, Detroit, and Cleveland for that final spot. I think the Twins are going to win 86 games in 2022. I think that will be just enough to sneak into the playoffs because of the cannibalism I mentioned in the East, and I think they will break their playoff losing streak in 2022. Hope you like it. I certainly do. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. day. Don't make your second listen Locked On MLB, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, Enjoy the twins this year. We'll be here every single day. Tomorrow's an arrow central round table. You hear from every single host on why they think their team could be dangerous in 2022. You come to your own assumptions. Thanks so much for listening today. Have a great day and go twins.